0: Welcome to the Share with Dr. Dave podcast. This is your host, Dr. Dave Cornelius. The Share with Dr. Dave podcast is hosted on grokshare.com and streamed on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. I encourage everyone to find their awesomeness. It is a choice. You are listening to episode number 54 featuring James Wright, executive and entrepreneur who owns GoTime Agile LLC. The topic is, check the rear view mirror. James Wright is an executive and entrepreneur who owns GoTime Agile LLC. He's an author and shares his insights about agile marketing practices to large companies globally. James said, my imagination allowed me to visualize that I could do something different than I had done and be happy about it. My approach to getting back on my feet began with basic steps. They included the following. 1. Identified what jobs are possible for me to get at my age. 2. Get the training to be able to get considered for such jobs. 3. Give lots of prayers. And 4. I had to continually repress the memories and attitudes associated with high-level company positions, influence, income, and accept a new reality. I sat down with James to learn more about his inspiration, challenges, discovery, and resilience. James Wright Leader Profile, read by Dr. Dave Cornelius. Name James Wright. Company Go Time Agile LLC. Job Title Owner. Role Principal Consultant. Service or Product Provided Agile Management Consulting current length in your position, three years. Total years in your field, 28 in marketing and business, with four years in agile management consulting. Inspiration. My inspiration to launch my business came from the necessity of finding work when I couldn't find a role similar to what I had previously done. I needed to provide for my family Another area for inspiration is my need to help others because I feel good when I help others to be happier and achieve more. Challenges I lost my job as the director of strategic business development because of a succession battle at a corporation, and I wasn't aware enough to know that I was part of the battle. It turned out that I had a difficult time finding a new job. After several failed startups, each failure due to the lack of trustworthiness of partners and my failure to recognize people's critical flaws up front and mitigate the negative issues later, I had some severe health limitation that took me out of the market for two years. That left me without any capital. Combined, they all shook my confidence. I had an impressive streak of successes regardless of the adversities and challenges up until the job loss then a streak of failures and roadblocks that I either couldn't or otherwise didn't overcome. I had to accept that I couldn't go back to what I had been doing as work and health-wise. Starting over at the bottom again forced me to objectively reevaluate my capabilities and capacity. I had to put my pride in check to see beyond the past and imagine a future. Discovery. My approach to getting back on my feet began with basic steps. They included the following. 1. Identified what jobs were possible for me to get at my age. 2. Get the training to be able to get considered for such jobs. 3. Give lots of prayers. And 4. I had to continually repress the memories and attitudes associated with high-level company positions, influence and income, and accept a new reality. My imagination allowed me to visualize that I could do something different that I had done and be happy with doing it. Resilience. I tried to look at the issues from other angles to search for a solution that didn't require resources that I didn't have. If there weren't a different solution, I would look for a way to raise the resources from friends and associates in a way that wouldn't generate too much risk for them and would provide good return. However, if I couldn't find a different solution, And couldn't raise the resources from friends and family, then I would let the dream go. I would continue without it or look for a new dream. This is a long story, but I'll try to shorten it to the essentials. I was director of strategic business development at a big public company with three divisions. One of those three was converting from one product line to a completely different new product. This new product, called Click, had a very specific target market with very specific requirements. They were unable to meet those requirements, specifically getting the mechanical design within a certain size form factor. They were off by 1.5 millimeter. This meant the product couldn't fit inside of computers and other devices as the customers wanted. So they put together an alternative plan to launch the product as an alternative product with attachments. I believed that this change could doom the division to failure by putting at least 180 jobs at risk. I met with the division leadership to encourage them to try other methods of investigation to solve the size problem. They told me it was impossible. I asked for permission to solve the issue. I was told I could do anything I wanted as long as it didn't get in their way or cost any money. I was acquainted with Citizen Watch Company in Japan I flew out to meet with my contacts there and sold them on the idea of a joint venture and license agreement. If they could re-engineer the size of the product to the right dimensions, then they could have an exclusive license to build and sell in Japan. They agreed. It was harder to sell the idea internally, but in the end, I won the debate because my proposal lay within the no-cost and attention requirement and because no one at my company believed that Citizen could do it. I had to get the contract done quickly while the management was still apathetic toward my efforts. If I took too long, then they'd be busy with their failed launch and wouldn't want to spend the time necessary to even sign the agreements. I was able to complete all of the negotiations and get the 100 pages of agreements signed within one month. Citizen delivered a working prototype that was the right size to the division in less than three months. The next problem was that my company hadn't released the next version of their PC board that could fit within the package. They had postponed the design work because they were never expected to get the mechanicals designed right. Now, they were in the middle of a failed launch and couldn't spare any resources to redesign the board. I grabbed my engineer and the two of us solved the design problem in one day, even though my background was in software and his was in communications. We just identified the issue, simplified it, and then did research until we found something that solved the problem. Two months later, we were shipping product. The ugly external product didn't sell one unit. The new product had plenty of orders. But the problem was that Citizen was the only one that had the manufacturing know-how to do so in volume. The VP of supply chain asked me to negotiate an exclusive supply agreement with Citizen using the company's new Dell-like model for just-in-time delivery of product without any binding commitments. I asked them to give me documents and agreements that went with the new supply policy that had been announced six months previously. I also asked why they wanted me to do the negotiation. The answers were that they hadn't been able to convince any supply partner to accept the concept and were afraid to fail in the attempt on a project that had now had so much visibility and that they didn't have any materials for me. The board of directors were freaking out because the demand for the new products was huge but only citizen could fulfill the orders and we didn't have any agreement to buy from them. They were just shipping based on purchase orders at high prices and at their terms. The board told me to get all of the terms they wanted and finish the deal within one month. The corporate attorney and I drafted the agreements ourselves. I had to fly out to Japan on Easter to get started quickly. Citizen didn't like the proposed terms or the fact that none of the other company's vendors were doing this, but they had to. It was a hard sale. I flew to Japan three times in one month. At one point, we reached an intractable impasse. The only solution I could think of was to go behind the back of the general manager with whom I was in negotiation and talk to his superior, citizens, second-in-command executive. This was totally against the Japanese culture for deals. There was a very high chance that I could kill the relationship that I had built ruined my reputation in Japan and also received the wrath of my company. I did it. It worked and the deal was signed within two days. You asked for courage. I gave you this story because it wasn't just one act of courage to poke my nose into a situation where I wasn't wanted but a long string of events requiring courage. The safe thing would have been to predict the division's failure and say, I told you so six months later. Since no one expected or wanted me to do anything, it looked like the only downside. However, the thought of losing an entire division was the motivating factor to get me over the fear. It ended up being about $300 million per year of business. At first, the activities I had to do were things that I had done before like negotiating a joint venture, though every other time I had company support and not-so-tight of a time limit. Then it turned to things that I had never done before like solving the electronics layout issue and completing a manufacturing agreement using a supply model I had never seen. After it was underway, I was motivated to push through because I had made a promise of my integrity to get that first agreement done under such unusual circumstances. Had I lost my tenacity at any point along the way, it would have unraveled. Thank you for listening. We hope you were able to add to your awesomeness journey with this learning experience to obtain new knowledge. We're grateful for those who support us. We would like to thank our sponsor, Nalshare, for the continued support of this podcast. Visit www.nalshare.org to achieve your awesomeness, through Agile Coaching and Training, Digital Transformation Strategy, Agile Organization Development, Lean Business Startup, and Diversity and Inclusion Coaching. Nalshare.org also provides online workshops for PDUs and SEUs to help you maintain your existing professional development certification and achieve new ones. We support lean thinking and agile life skills education through the Five Saturdays Agile Education Program. Visit www.fivesaturdays.org to donate your time, money, and knowledge. Check out Dr. Dave's latest book, Prayers to My Abba Father God, on Amazon.com a focus on prayer to enable spiritual growth. You will also find his books, Elastic Minds, What Are You Thinking? and Transforming Your Leadership Character, The Lean Thinking and Agility Way on Amazon.com. Look for the Nile Share with Dr. Dave podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. The Nile Share with Dr. Dave podcast is hosted on Grocshare.com. If you have any questions for Dr. Dave, reach out on Twitter at Dr. Cornelius Info or at NullShare. Copyright 2019 NullShare.